I'm Jordan Belfort, and this is Sales School. NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. Bottom line, it gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. It's everything you need all in one place. In fact, over 21,000 companies are using NetSuite right now, so you'll be in great company right alongside them. So let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com school. This is going to be something that you must know. And if you don't know it, it's going to hold you back in life. Seriously, it's going to really hold you back from making you know, the big money. It's going to also put you in a position where it's going to be difficult to really be a successful entrepreneur. And it's also one of the reasons why many people don't become entrepreneurs. They stay inside a box. And it has to do with the mistaken perception that most people have that there's a shortage of money in the world, that it's hard to raise money. And because of that, because they think there's a shortage of money, there's so many people out there, you might be one of them with great ideas, you know, and you, and you want to grow a business, you want to go into business for yourself, you want to do something really extraordinary, you have massive value to give, but you just don't have that little bit of startup capital that you need to turn the idea you have into a reality. Because, you know, here's, here's something that, you know, you hear quite often from people. They'll say, you know, oh, you know, it's, 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 a, it's actually a limiting belief that you need to have money to make money. You get it? They say, you don't need money to make money. You can make money without having money. And by the way, I'm here to tell you that's a bunch of shit. It, it's not a limiting belief. It's fucking true. You need to have money to make money. Seriously. Or, you know, let me just say, let's say it's possible without having any money, but it is much easier to make money when you already have money. It's always that first chunk that's the hardest to make. And once you have that, you can pyramid up from there. So you're saying, wait a second, Jordan, that's like, that, that doesn't sound like something you would normally say. You would say that's like, a, you know, like you're the sort of can-do attitude. Like, you know, fuck that. If I don't have money, I, you know, I'm not going to let that stop me. And that's true. But the rub there is that the reason I would never let not having money stop me is because I would simply go out and raise the money. There's money everywhere. It, uh, one thing I can promise you is that if you have a good idea that makes sense, both logical sense and probably also emotional sense to make money, you can raise money. It's always available. People with money are always looking to deploy capital. You just need to know the rules of how you go about raising money. All right. So this look at this, by the way, is, you know, what, what I decided I'm going to sort of infuse this over time is sort of give you guys just the basic understanding of how you go out and raise venture capital, how you go out and get money for the ideas you have, whether it's just, by the way, as a salesperson, where you need to get money to buy leads. What if you need to money for a lead source? You simply just don't have any money right now. You're just getting started as a salesperson. The people you work for are not supplying you with leads. What do you do? How do you bridge that gap if you don't have money right now? Because frankly, as I said, when you, you know, it's not that it's impossible to make money without money, but when you have some sort of baseline amount of capital, it makes it a heck of a lot easier to make money. Okay? So 
what I wanna do now is I'm like, I wanna start off and I wanna give you a basic understanding of how what it's called corporate finance works. How you actually go about taking an idea and building a business plan around that idea and creating value because of that and then being able to essentially divide that idea up into slices and then selling off a portion of that idea while keeping the majority for yourself. That's an interesting way of like explaining VC. In other words, imagine, you know, because it, it, it doesn't have to be a business, so to speak. Just imagine it being an idea. People always think it's gotta be some big business. No, it's just an idea. So uh, and let me draw it out for you on the board because I think this is really gonna help you guys with so much right now, because I bet you so many of you are struggling right now with just thinking that first chunk of money to really do the things that you want to do in life, right? So let me just give you the basic philosophy, and then, you know, over the coming weeks and months, I'll deal with things like negotiation, how you put together a PowerPoint, infused always with the sales stuff, right? But I, this is a really great baseline skill that you really all should have in life, because if you don't have this, you know, just, it's honestly, it's like almost like you're, you're going through life with one hand tied behind your back. I never consider whether I'm liquid or not liquid as being a factor in whether I take action or not. Because I always know that if I need to find access to money, I can. Now, at the end of the day, one thing I want to say is, let me, I'll make do a couple, a little bit of a list here to start. The number one, the fact is that raising money Bottom line is the ultimate straight line sale. That's, that's really what raising money is. It's the ultimate straight line sale, basically. You have an, an idea, you have to sell someone that your idea makes sense, your concept makes sense, that your vision for the future makes sense. And then you have to understand the basic dynamics and the principles that surround how you actually take an idea and package it in a way that is incredibly attractive to someone else to just have a little slice of that idea and be able to make money from that. How does that happen? How do you do that, right? So let me work backwards here and show you the basic steps that you go through to essentially monetize an idea and raise money. So it always starts off, and I want you to imagine, this is conceptual, right? So I want you to imagine this right now. So you have an, an, an idea, right? All great businesses, all great investments start off as an idea, which is why, by the way, you hear me very often say, like, you know, when I'm using the string line, if you have 60 seconds, I'd like to share an idea with you. You got a minute? You notice that's a pattern I run very often because at the basis of all things, is it, it's, it's just an idea. Now, an I just imagine that you have an idea here. This is a, a really important equation I'm going to run for you, which really is governs all venture capital, right? And if you understand this, it gives you a leg up on most of the world. So you have an idea. And let's say this happens to be a really, really good idea. You know, you have an idea to make money in some way. It's to start a certain type of business, a niche industry. You have some sort of process that makes a lot of sense. You can deliver some sort of good or service to a lot of people, right? So that idea is worth some amount of money. So let's say I was to approach you, and let's say I was not the Wolf of Wall Street. I was an average guy, right, with you know, no great track record, no bad track, just like an average person, right? And I said, hey, I got this great idea. You know, I want to form XYZ business, 
and we're gonna take it to these people over here. We're gonna market partially online. Then we can follow up with television. And we can, at the end of the year, it doesn't matter what it is, right? We can make ourselves, you know, millions of dollars a year. What a great idea, right? That is just having an idea. So let's say I present that idea to you. It doesn't matter what it is, right? And you perceive it to have value. You say, wow, that's a really great idea. And let's say we were going to go 50-50 partners. Like, you know, we're just going to be 50-50 partners, right? So question, what is that idea worth? How much are you going to pay me for that idea? Good question, right? So the answer is it's fucking arbitrary. There really is no, when, you, when it comes to ideas, when there really is no business behind it and there's no predictable cash flow or no assets, what is an idea worth? Well, an idea is worth, watch, there's always some sort of, imagine an idea is worth X, right? It's worth some amount of money, all right? Multiplied, well, let me use Y because that's more, it's worth Y multiplied by your ability to essentially sell the idea, to explain the idea. In other words, if I have an idea, I have an idea, right? And we'll sort idea num idea Y. And then my friend Syrian behind the camera has the same exact idea Y. We'll just call it idea, idea Y, right? I can promise you that if Syrian explains idea Y to you, and I explain idea Y to you, by the time we're done, you're gonna think my idea Y is worth a lot more than Syrian's. Nothing, he just gave me the finger, okay? Which is cool, but here's the thing. The exact same idea, if I explain it to you, you're gonna think it's worth a lot more than Syrian. And Syrian's not a bad salesman, he's just not a professional salesperson, it's not what he does. He's, a, he's, a, you know, he's more of a creative type, he's a brilliant, you know, with editing and stuff, cameras, right, the whole thing like that, and filming, right? But he's not a salesperson, he's not an influencer, it's not what he does for us, that is his sweet spot, right? That he's bad, he's not a sweet spot, right? The point is, is that because I have an ability to explain something, to tell a story, to, to just to make an idea known in a certain way, just because of that, this is a reality, the idea becomes more valuable. The idea becomes more valuable. Because an idea, it's just, it's just simply, it has, there's no real intrinsic value. So we'll just start off like that. Remember that. So whatever your idea is, it's your ability then to explain it, to package it. How sexy is How does it sound? How much of a logical case do you make? How can you future pace it? That's what gives the idea value. This is why some people have the ability. I, I, by the way, I saw that this, this um, that documentary called The Fire, F-Y-R-E, this guy who was like this fucking super slick sales type of scamster, right? And he took all these people to the cleaners by creating some concept idea of the greatest concert ever with models. And he sold the shit out of this thing. There was nothing there. And he raised like $38 million for an idea because of his ability to explain the idea and make it real in people's minds. Now, I don't want you to do that. This is what the straight line system is about, essentially doing this, but in an ethical way. Meaning, what I want you to do with the straight line system is make it the truth well told, like the best truth possible. 
So while when I said it's Syria and all, we explained the same idea, you're just going to think my idea has got much more value. I wouldn't have to lie. It would be this sort of enhanced ability I have to explain things and make them sound good. So that, that makes sense, right? Siri, it makes It's not a lie. It's just it is what it is, right? The point is, as I want you to understand, just before we really dig into the economics of this all, that this is really what's at the heart of it all. It's why some people always seem to pull the rabbit out of the hat, always can raise money, or always starting business, while other people, like the great engineers of the world, great, uh, they fucking locked in a box. Bill Gates. Bill Gates started Microsoft. You know how Bill Gates did it? He actually sold something to IBM that he didn't even own yet. He made them so sure he could deliver this software they needed, and then he knew who had the actual software, a prototype. He convinced IBM to let him make it. They paid him. He then went and paid the other guy, convinced him to sell before he even had it. He middled the deal and bam, Microsoft was born. It's what a job does for a Wozniak. Wozniak, as brilliant as he is and as amazing as his, his inventions, no one's going to give him money. Now, now they would, but back in the day, people would just not take him seriously because of his lack of ability to explain the ideas. So I want you to understand this. This is because you're learning the most powerful system of persuasion ever invented, and it enhances your ability to do this. So this is why I'm sorry this is a really relevant topic for you because once you possess this skill, the straight line, it opens up a world of possibility. Because if it was any time in your life where you had great ideas but you were limited because you didn't know how to raise money, guess what? You're already halfway there. Because you understand the straight line now and you have the ability to use it to influence now, you start off vastly ahead of the game because Whatever idea why you have, you're able to get the highest multiple possible just based on the story that you tell. So you must learn to essentially sell the idea, hence the straight line. So that's the lowest level of essentially going out and raising venture capital. You have an idea. You come up with a really great way to explain the idea, and you convince someone to invest in your idea. So you could sell now, and I'm, I'm, I'm and this is sounds pretty simplistic. Just trust me, I'm building something really profound here, okay? But you need to understand the basics to really get this stuff, okay? So watch. Imagine you have 100% an idea of an idea. So the basis of venture capital could be that you, is that basically you can sell 50% of that idea, you could sell 25%, you could sell 20%, you could sell 10% of the idea, you could sell 5% of the idea. You could choose what slice of the pie you want to sell to someone for a certain amount of money. So how would you calculate what that amount of money is? Well, very simple. Let's say the idea, the entire idea is worth $100,000. That's what that, because of your ability of a good idea and because you're really good at explaining the idea, people, they, they, people say, you know, that's worth 100 grand. So let's say I want you to become my 50-50 partner. 
Well, then how do we do that? Well, very simply, I'd say to you, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to give you a half my idea. We'll form a company and we'll incorporate or form a partnership and I'll take my idea, we'll put it into that company and we'll build a business around that, right? And I want you to give me $50,000. I want you to invest $50,000, okay, into the company, right? So you, you put the idea into this company. Now watch, this is very important here. So you have this, let's, let's, let's close, we'll use, a corp, or we'll use a corporation, okay? So you have this corporation A, right? And here's you over here. You have your idea, and then you have your investor over here, okay? So what happens if you want to, let's say you want to raise $50,000, right? You need $50,000, right? And your idea is worth $100,000, right? So what happens? Your investor takes $50,000, right? He doesn't give you the $50,000. What happens is you put the idea into a corporation, right? And now you own 100% of that corporation. You own the entire company, right? It's your company. You form a company and you put your idea into this company. It's legally, the company has the idea, right? The rights to it, right? And then what happens is this person buys 50% of the company and puts their money into the company. So their 50K goes into the company. The company issues them shares. So now you would have 50% of the shares and this person has 50% of the shares and you're 50-50 partners. In other words, when someone invests money, that $50,000, it doesn't go into your pocket. That's not a cash out financing where you actually say, hey, I need 50 grand. And you take the 50 grand and put it in your pocket. Because what do you do now to grow the company? This person's giving you the 50 grand because they want you to invest it in the company to take this idea and turn it into reality. Does that make sense? So when you hear about things like cash out, and oh, I, he, see, he raised venture capital, the guy put 20 million in his pocket, that's not what happens. It's a very different type of situation. In that situation, we have a much more developed company, right? Let's say the, let's say the company is worth Let's say it's, it's, he, this guy owns the company, all right? And the company's valued at $20 million. And let's say, so this person owns, I'll, I'll show you a different situation now, watch. So let's say there's, this is the company, company C, right? And this is you here. You own 100% of the company, you own all the shares. And let's say you've built a business now, you have a business you think is worth $10 million. That's the value of your company, right? And let's say you need to raise, let's say you want to sell 10% of this company, 10%, right? But here's the thing. Let's say you want only half a million dollars. So if you, it's worth $10 million, right? 10% would be what? $1 million. So if you sell this guy 10% of the company, what happens? Well, what happened is essentially that you could, 5% could come from the company and 5% could come from you. So you would take $500,000 and put it in your pocket and 500,000 would go into the company coffers. So 500,000 would go to the company, 500,000 would go to you, and the company would have 500,000 in the bank to grow its business and you'd be personally $500,000 richer. That's how you do a cash out financing where you sell a piece of your company, but instead of the company issuing the shares, the company issues half or some part of the shares, and then you 
issue the rest of the shares from you because you own 100. Now you sell off. You only own 95%. You get it? So you only own 95% of the company. So you, you, your, your ownership goes down. Essentially, you own 90% because you get diluted out because the company issues shares as well. So you're, you, it ends up where you own 90% and they own 10. That's how you get cash in your pocket. Okay? Then there's some dilution. That's why it's a little bit more. All right? So does that make sense to you? So if you want to put money in your pocket when you're raising money, so only some of the shares come from the company. The rest of the shares come from you. Okay? Now, here's the deal. Often, especially in these early stage companies, these deals are not very doable. Because if you go to someone that's wealthy and has money, they're going to say, what the fuck? Why would I give you money? I'm, I'll invest in your idea, but I want the money that I give you to grow the company. I don't want to give you money, right? So how would you justify saying, let's say, let's say Syrian came to me and Syrian had a great idea and Syrian's like, hey, I want, you know, I'd like to raise a million bucks, but I want 500, a thousand to go into my pocket, okay? And I'll put 500 grand. So give me a million, I'll give you 10%, but I want, I want to have 500 go to me. I'm like, well, fuck you. I mean, why would I do that? Well, if part of Syrian's story makes sense to me let's say syrian why would i why would i agree to do that why would i give syrian money i want to use the capital because syrian as syrian tells me this story he tells me how i started this from my bootstraps i put all my money in i borrowed against my house i borrowed against my 401k i haven't pulled a salary in 24 months and now I've turned the corner and it's starting to really make money. So what I'd like is like to get the money back I invested in. So at least I got my risk off the table here, get my back pay, pay back my mother-in-law, and then the rest goes down. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I understand that. That makes sense. So it actually is, this is what you need to so see. This is the, the little tricks of the trade here, is that when you're raising money, even if you have a small company, if you know what you're doing and you got to frame the idea, you can put a few dollars in your pocket. If you legitimately have reasons why someone that's intelligent with money would say, okay, that, that makes sense. I'm comfortable giving you a couple of hundred thousand to put back in your pocket. You deserve it for all the hard work you've done, for the risk you've taken, but I want most of the money going into the company. So while it's not impossible to do this, it is impossible if you don't know how to frame it the right way. So if you want to pull money out for yourself, you have to have a reason why and it has to be part of the story. And it's got to be because you took the risk in the beginning. You put it all out there. You haven't pulled the salary. You, you know, and then people will be say, you know what? That makes sense to me. You deserve to get even a good for you. And you have the possibility. Okay. So that's step number one. So this is just the very basics of how the mechanics of raising money work. Now let's talk about how you go about increasing the perceived value of your company. And this is really where the magic lies. In, and this is called like guerrilla venture capital. Like so this is like venture capital that matters to you, not to like, so I can teach you to become a venture capitalist or an MBA because that's, you know, it works at a big bank. That's not rational here, but in your own life, I promise you, and you're going to thank me that I've given you this skill set here because one day in a probably not so distant future, you're going to be able to tap into this skill set right now, practical capital raising to take your life and your business or your career to the next level.
all right? So let's talk about the reality now of how you take this idea and make it more valuable. So remember what I said, it's always about the idea multiplied by some, what? Ability you have to tell the story. So what are the aids, the things that could help you tell the story? So, and so imagine this, you have an idea and then you have, which is like the sort of proposal way something's going to happen. And then you have reality. I mean, this is where you actually, three years later, you've achieved everything that you told this person. Your idea was you're going to build this new type of computer company and, this, and it all worked. And this is, wow, you're making $50 million a year now. So this is reality. So imagine this idea is worth X. Let's say we'll call an idea is worth $100,000, right? Because, you know, an idea is what? Well, by, by its very nature, when we look at ideas, they're kind of like... Say, well, it's kind of half-baked, as the phrase goes. Meaning, someone comes to you with an idea, and they explain, I got this great idea, I'm going to do this with that. You're like, wow, it's a really interesting idea. Do you have a business plan? The guy's like, no, I don't have a business plan. You're like, well, that's kind of fucking, you haven't really even thought it out yet enough to put it on paper and done a marketing analysis, a risk assessment, a, um, a balance sheet, a pro forma, a cash flow model, five-year projections, a go-to-market strategy, your, who else is going to be part of your company? You haven't, you haven't thought the whole, you haven't done that much? It seems kind of half-baked. So by their very nature, by their very nature, Ideas in the eyes of investors like me are very half-baked. What makes them more real is when someone takes the next step, which is they write it down and form what's called a business plan. There's a very simple, acceptable template that people like myself who have been in venture capital, we all expect to see of idea, if someone has an idea they want to sell me, if someone tells me an idea, you know what chance they have of getting money from me? Zero, unless it's my, my child, okay? And then I'm very generous. But, but other than my own child, my own children, okay? You're not getting money from me just by telling me an idea. What I'll say to you is, oh, let me see the business plan. And then I will look at the business plan. I don't give a shit about it. The business plan has no value, but without it, I would never give you money. So the business plan, I just want to be clear with you about this, you're never going to raise money because you have a business plan, but you can't raise money without it, except from maybe your parents, okay? We, I expect that someone has gone far enough that they've taken a half-baked idea and they've written it down, they've thought it out, they've projected it out, They've showed me the market analysis, the go-to-marketing strategy, their balance sheet, the cash flow, the proceeds they need, the use of proceeds, what they're going to use it for, who is the management, the whole thing. And by doing this, if you take this idea and you take the time to write it all out and come with a really great, a kick-ass business plan, guess what? Suddenly, the idea is multiplied by five it becomes worth $500,000. The perceived value to someone like myself rises 
by a factor of as much as five or 10, simply because you took the time to take the idea and write it down. I'll tell you a story. It's a great story because you know part of it. The story of Steve Madden shoes. So the movie is a complete fiction with Steve Madden. They say Steve Madden you know, is the hottest woman shoe person and we had the chance to take a public. That's just complete fiction. Steve Madden came to me as a dead cold startup. Steve was very young, okay? He was a wild kid, brilliant, which is just a wild guy, all right? He was, he was coming out of rehab, right? And he's sober now for like probably 40 years. He's sober many, many years, Steve, right? This is when he's very young, he's wild, right? Like we all were, right? And he approached me and because he was best friends with my junior partner, Danny, the Jonah Hill character in the movie. And Steve came to me with, he wanted, because I want to build a shoe company. He had no business plan. He had nothing tangible, right? And he goes, I'm going to be the biggest you know, shoe guy out there. All right? And I'm like, all right, well, at that point in time, because I was in a situation where I, I had the ability to create what's called an exit ramp for anything. I would have given anybody money. So there was other reasons why Steve was able to raise money. But here's the deal. Because he didn't even have a business plan drawn up, he ended up giving away the store. Now, there's many reasons why Steve got a very, very bad deal with me. All right, he got a poor deal. And to my own discredit, because it ended up causing me problems down the road, that's a separate issue we'll deal with. We talk about negotiation, okay? Negotiating venture capital and negotiation in general. But the point was that Steve Madden came to me with nothing, just an idea. I actually, like, here was his idea. I can, I'm a great, I know what girls want to wear. I want to build shoes and I want to just fucking make them and I'm going to sell them and everyone's going to love my shoes. I'm going to be the next Sam and Libby. That was a big brand back then, right? They're bankrupt now, right? And I was like, all right. And, you know, he goes, I said, how much you need? He goes, a million dollars. So I said, all right, I'll give you a million dollars. So watch. So I gave Steve, he goes, I need one million. I gave Steve one million dollars. So Steve formed the company and put the rights into Steve Madden. I didn't give Steve a million dollars. I gave the company a million dollars and I took 85% of the stock of Steve Madden's shoes. I took 85% leaving Steve with 15. And Steve was like, thank you so much for this million dollars. Thank you. I, I can't believe it. he was so grateful. Guess what? I would have done this for 50-50 or 40-60. I mean, I, see, Steve broke all these different rules. And the main one that he broke by in, in this context was he had just an idea. He didn't even bother taking the idea, turning it into business, a business plan. And by doing that, he could have projected it out on paper if he was right, what that idea would be worth. And I would have, it would have been worth, you know, it would be worth $10 million in three years. And maybe I would have given him 50-50 for a million dollars. Because he missed this step, he had to give away the store. There was other reasons why too, but those are not, they're just incidental for this discussion, okay? I'll get to those later. So again, so watch now what happens. So this is an important lesson here. When you have an idea, no matter what it might be, 
Even if it's just for someone to give you money to, for you could, so you can purchase leads or you can hire a cold call, whatever it might be, before you approach that person, someone to give you money, take the idea, write it down on paper and turn it into either a short form business plan, some sort of plan, preferably a regular business plan, and by doing that, you increase the value of the idea dramatically by as much as five to 10. That is a must do step when it comes to raising money. Now, again, as I said before, no one is going to give you money because you write a good business plan. At the end of the day, it's gonna come down to your ability to explain. Remember that X factor? For you to explain, to sell that plan to someone. That's gonna be what gets you the money. But this is what allows you to get a decent deal and not get your eyeballs ripped out. That's part of the equation. And for that matter, most people won't even take you seriously without a business plan. They, just, they won't even look at it because it's just, it's too half-baked, all right? So that's the first way we are able to increase the value of what we have by essentially taking an idea and writing a plan. Now, let's say we wanna to go to the next step. What else could we do? Well, the next step would be, would be to create what's called a prototype. The rule of thumb is anything you can do to make the business more real. And by more real, I mean less likely to fail or never get off the ground, you increase the perceived value of the company. So let's go back to Steve Madden. Ultimately, what happened was, is Steve took some of this money that we gave him as a million dollars. And by the way, just so you know, because Steve gave me such a huge chunk of the company, gave me 85% for $1 million. What did I do? The next day, I turned around and sold off 35% of that for $1 million and ended up with 50% of the company for free. I laid off 35% of my 85 for the same thing I paid. I got such a good deal because he didn't know better. Okay, now it wasn't good for me to do that because it, it, it came back to haunt me later because he was so angry when he got wise. So I don't recommend you do these things. It was a mistake I made very young. I was too good at negotiating, right? And he didn't realize that in a winning negotiation, both sides have to walk away feeling good. Well, it has to be fair at least, okay? Or else it comes back to bite you in the butt, okay? But that being said, okay, what Steve then did is he took some of the money and he turned and made a prototype, made a shoe called the Marilyn, his first shoe. And with that shoe, he was able to go out and get it made in a local shoe, uh, shoe manufacturer, like an old fashioned cobbler. He started selling it to stores, okay? And what happened was, guess what? People liked his shoe and they started selling through. So what happened was the shoe guy, this little shoe maker, Steve bought like 40 pairs. He put them in stores on consignment. People bought them, they bought more. That is called getting traction. Traction means you don't really have a full blown business, but you've actually shown that the idea you have actually will sell in the marketplace. There's some demand for it. You're getting traction. You're showing that there's demand for it in the marketplace. Okay, so now watch what happens here. So let's say the original idea is worth, I said, um, let's call it, we'll call it $500,000, right? Oh, no, $100,000, right? 
Do you make it with the business plan now is worth 500K? By developing a prototype, that it makes it more, I say, wow, he's got a fucking, oh, the guy actually can make shoes. Wow, that's pretty cool. Or someone shows me like the basic program, they have an idea for a new app, and they show me an app, it's not really working. They show them, wow, this app will go, they can get that far. It now makes the prototype worth $1 million. So in other words, at a level of prototype, I'll pay more for the idea. So as I was saying, okay, so you take an idea now, right, that was now worth a million dollars at the prototype, because I say, oh, wow, it actually is real. They can do that. And then imagine if in that same prototype, they put it in the app store, and while the, he hadn't had enough money to really buy any advertising, but he showed that he actually got it into the app store, a few people bought it, he made a couple of dollars, that's called having traction. And when someone's get trapped, like, oh my, wow, there is actual demand for the product. It now is worth $2.5 million. It's worth even more. And then the next level of traction is you actually launch it and you develop an actual running, thriving, growing business. And at that level, that's when it reaches essentially full value of the idea which could be five to $10 million. So in other words, by taking an idea, so the question I always get to is, you know, when should I raise money and what can I do to raise money? Well, the answer is, is you have to say, okay, well, I have this idea. How far can I take the idea on my own? By begging, borrowing, and stealing. I only really mean stealing though, right? Can you bootstrap? Can you put together a few bucks? You can certainly always do this. That's just hard work and elbow grease. There's templates on the internet, and if you really can't write, you can get someone for a couple of hundred bucks to write one for you. You can always take your idea and turn it into a business plan. Everyone can do that, okay? Now, the next stage up would be, can you actually develop a prototype? Well, it depends on what your idea is. You know, based on if it's a tangible or it's not a tangible idea, but how far, you have to ask yourself, you know, reasonably speaking, how far can I get on what amount of money that I currently have that I'm willing that I can, you know, reasonably risk, and that's gonna be your sweet spot when you decide to go to someone and ask them to give you money. Does that make sense? So that's what you're all, and, and this is just the, the, the introduction to raising venture capital. So you approach someone with an idea, you're gonna get your clock cleaned. You're gonna get very little for your idea. Next stage up, you would turn that idea into a business plan, and then from there to a prototype, and then there going forward to, a, to get traction and onto a business, okay? Mm-hmm.